Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Applick. And it's time for... If you say debacle and I say debacle, unspun. What? Debacle, like this museum. What a debacle. Oh, okay. Is that right? Debacle? No, debacle. What a debacle. debacle? Debacle. Debacle? 173 episodes in, George, and it's the first one where I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. It is a bit of a debacle, though, because we start this week's podcast where we started last week's podcast with just yes. like this much more. My my fingers are almost touching so close together. This much more information with the full... I thought you were squishing technic- my head there for a minute there. Yeah, I am. Yeah, like a little kids in the hall head. reference there, <laughs> which I was watching last night. Uh, BC- yes. Were you? You were watching Kids in the Hall last night? I was. I watched a bit of the new one, and then I was watching the documentary about them, which is on uh, HBO. It was, it was quite interesting. I love that. Um, Very cool. I was a big fan. I was a big fan. Anyways, yes, this this is the fast fairies of uh, the new NDP government. Are we excited about this? These, these, I this, couldn't be, this museum? I couldn't, Royal BC I couldn't museum? be more disappointed in the explanation, or lack thereof. The business plan or lack thereof. Uh, I, I literally, I just, I just did the Mike Smith show. It's Mike Smith's birthday today. If you're watching it on the Thursday when we first post Unspun <laughs> Podcast, happy birthday, Mike. I filled in for him and I was talking to Keith about this. And Keith yeah. is like, the, the Royal BC Museum is 200 meters away from where I'm sitting right now in my office. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's a very central part of Victoria. It's like the aquarium or science world here in Vancouver to give that reference of, of sort of how it's visited i mean those of us who have been there we've, we've seen the woolly mammoth you know we 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 you know, touch a starfish and all, like, yeah, you, you, all the things like it's and it's it needs to be updated for sure and there's seven million pieces in the museum i guess uh it's and a like, museum i mean how much updating do you need <laughs> it's a place where they you talk about the history i mean i don't know how fancy that it's not like an art gallery but anyways go ahead but i would challenge i would challenge that spending $789 million on a museum, whether it's for the entire province or whatever, that's in Victoria. So if somebody from anywhere else in British Columbia wants to go, they have to spend mm-hmm. a couple of hundred bucks to get there uh, and, and, and cash in on their tax paying dollars being spent. Yeah. So almost a billion dollars and eight years, George, eight, eight years. I, I, I know business plan. It's and you look at the only example we have is the Vancouver Art Gallery revival, and the city put some very strict rules on this. You know, they have to raise all this money before they even get, start digging a hole. I think it was came in, the the estimate is two hundred eighty million. Um, I believe I, it's been a while since I looked at those numbers. This is uh, the Vancouver Art Gallery. So there was going to be on a new site that the city was contributing, uh, at least half that site. Uh, the province gave them fifty million a long time ago. So the you know this is a brand new state of the art building in downtown Vancouver and it's coming in the third of what this uh, museum in Victoria is coming in it makes no sense and and it makes no sense because they have made no sense of it because there's no information about there's no answers the, well I don't understand what kind of meeting you know we had there's the, the biggest thing I can think of in the city of Vancouver when I was there and they still haven't done it which was the the new city hall, the new city hall campus. They, there's this. The city actually leases a lot of property around the city, and they they could bring in. A, we have a lot of land on city hall that we we own that we could consolidate and put our staff into these buildings. And we worked out a deal that we could probably work as a partner, and it would be very. It wouldn't cost money. It would save money. Um, you know, but we had a lot of conversations about this. And we came to run the council, and 
it wasn't that controversial. It was very early days, but we showed how much it's cost, what the opportunities might be, what it might look like, who the partners could be, what the buildings might look like, how it might work. Okay. And people were like, okay, that sounds interesting. And then let's go back. And now you come up with a bigger plan for it. That's how government, especially when you're talking about government related buildings that are being funded by government, uh, should be an open and transparent process. Um, especially a building that's, you know, uh, beloved. And of course, with school groups, she's in close for eight years. I mean, how many years? Of, that's a whole, a generation. A whole generation. That's a, of kids that's a generation of kids. Like, yeah. It's insane. So they, oh, they did say they're going to move it to the airport or something, didn't they? Or something? <laughs> to a hangar? Uh, what the what they say, they're going, to, they're going to have some pieces, not the woolly mammoth, but some pieces traveling around, which I guess will add to the cost. I mean. They, don't they do that already? Anyways, I just I, don't understand. Uh, and the thing that the thing that I want to plunk in here that I actually landed on yes. at the feet of Keith okay. Aldry when just as we were running out of time because the phones lit up like as you as you would. Um, yes. If if it's about this particular piece of property, right? The property's mm-hmm. tight. The only way to go is up. It's got asbestos in the building. It's da 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 da. Build it somewhere else. Build it somewhere. Build build five of them. Build five of them for two hundred million dollars each. Let that sink in. We could have five BC museums. We could have museums that celebrate individual nations within this province. Like, let's let's take off the shackles of how it's always been done, and and have some ingenuity as part of this program. But the process isn't isn't transparent, like so many mm-hmm. things in government that people are sick and tired of. I am definitely uh, really sick a, and tired of. Yes, they could build it somewhere else, but. That hasn't been presented an idea. I mean, there wasn't even That's a, what I mean. conversation. I, a conversation. I don't know Victoria well enough. If there's a, a piece of land, maybe, I don't know. But it would be good to know and for them to say there isn't, and this is why, but I'm guessing there's got some. I mean, you know, there's the helicopter helicopter pads past all the hotels. There's there's the giant wharf, the pier, That's, you know, the boats. Could, you could probably integrate it there. Uh, yep. I'm sure the Port of Victoria would love to be involved in that process and, you know, would drive traffic, you know, all the way along the water. I'm just, I'm just guessing. I, I have no idea. But, you know, they I've should done, have asked now, you, George. I've now done more research probably than yeah, you, exactly. and the Premier have done on this. And I'm just thinking oh my, my head. God. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's, it's just gold, though. For, and it was when, you know, Kevin Falcon's first week, leader of the opposition. What a gift. Pure gold for him. Just a gift that you'll keep on giving. It's the fast ferries, as I said, of, of this. It's the fast ferries. Government. You couple that with the the, uh, the tunnel. Sorry. Yes. Phone rang. Non-tunnel. My stepdad's Bridge. calling me. My, my stepdad doesn't keep track of my schedule. And I tell oh, it's him not ringing. I can't remember. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The Massey Tunnel Dad, and the museum. Lying. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. It's just, I I keep coming back to how someone... Someone in whatever layer of government, maybe it's Melanie Mark, maybe it's somebody told Melanie Mark she had to do this. I don't know. But somebody thought, you know what? We're going to press ahead with this. Even though it's not even going to start for four years, now is the time. Whose idea was that? Because that person should be fired because they're really, really shitty at their job. Well, I'm just, I, I'm, because we're this in whole a thing. pandemic. The whole it's caucus a must have the whole, the whole caucus Healthcare. known about it. Healthcare crisis. Long-term crisis, school crisis, businesses Housing, in crisis, portability, how, opioids, museum. Yeah. Muse- we should spend a I mean, billion I feel dollars bad on the museum. The no, museum that's itself. not. Yeah. I feel for, bad for the management of the museum. They're like, um, we were kind of excited about this, but uh, oh god, uh, it wasn't. Uh, you know, we kind of. 
I, it's just a nightmare from beginning to end. I don't see any way out of this. I think I said this no. last week that they'll bail. They'll, they'll have to bail on this. There's no they way. There's to. no political will for this. And and why would you? You know, it, it's just really what happens uh, with most governments uh, after they've been in and they start to get a bit. Uh, uh, cocky and uh, the arrogance sets in, and they lose touch with reality. And, and uh, you know, as a typical, you know, oh, you don't understand why this would be good for you. You don't understand how know. important this is to this yeah. community. This community is the province. It's Your community is back. all. Oh, really? How? Don't show me the are numbers. Are we going uh, to see is. that money? Is it? Are we gonna, is it going <laughs> to come back into general revenue? How's that? Well, gonna... You know, no. Capital projects are important, hundred percent. But you don't want to say that you shouldn't be building arts organizations or no. bridges or tunnels or you know you have to invest in your in your province of course and of course the main, for sure uh, it's likely that the bc royal bc museum does need to be rebuilt okay great no question but i don't question that at all on process yeah. business plan partnerships uh engaging people to get excited about it uh people who are pointing to oh what about the 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 uh the, the um trading convention center when they expanded that about i don't like there was a process and it was part of the city of Vancouver's uh, whole strategy for the, for the waterfront. And, and yeah. we built a beautiful park there with a roof with bees on it. And the Olympics. It, it very, and it was the, had the Olympics coming and there's nothing, there's no hook for this except I guess they could argue the Olympics are coming, but I don't think it'll be, is it going to be built by the time 2030 comes? And this is, can you imagine this government doesn't ever do anything on budget? So it's going to be 40% higher than 700 million. It'll be $1.1 billion. My my number one issue with what this is all about, really my my soul, two. One, where's the plan? Explain it to me. And two, show us the money. somewhere, Somewhere in that plan, better explain why it's almost as expensive to build one museum as it is to do the entire Broadway plan. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's crazy to think, it, it bothers me that a government might believe that citizens, taxpayers, the people who fund what they do, mm-hmm. will, be, will be quiet and just say, you're right. A museum should cost $789 million. I'm never getting there. I'm never getting there. It's... They, they need to, and if it's because it's the plot of land and the state of the building and whatever, build it somewhere else. Just build it somewhere else, right. condemn that building, remediate, what's it called when you remediate, when you get mm-hmm. that asbestos out of it, whatever you got to do for that, and then create a community space from it that doesn't cost uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. I got to go to other politics because I've got <laughs> a couple of topics I want to get to, but I could what, go on about more? this. There's, there's more stuff wait, out there. Before we go to uh, municipal politics, where there's a lot to chew on, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk a bit about the Trudeau visit. Uh, first and foremost, marking uh, the anniversary of 215 in Kamloops, him mm-hmm. being at the Powwow Arbor for that anniversary, I think speaks to the, 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 the flaw in his plan on what was the first day of truth and reconciliation, where he didn't go there, he went to Tofino instead. Uh, not having a lot of pomp and circumstance ahead of him showing up on that anniversary, I think was was a good call by mm-hmm. whoever is in his comms or whoever's planning strategy, whatever. He did that. That's great. Then he came here and I'm worried about the, 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 the level of, of divisiveness and tension and really hate speech. Like the, the amount of racism that was hurled at this event in Surrey was astounding so much so that, you know, we've seen Trudeau wearing, wearing bulletproof vests and we've seen Trudeau get rocks thrown at him. And now he had to leave this event and do it virtually because 
um, protesters showed up and were hurling racial slurs at the South Asian community, community who had gathered to hear the, the prime minister speak. And I just was feel it it's for, like- Was it white people uh, doing, doing this or against? So was this something to do with the uh, flag people, all that stuff? Is that what this was? I, I don't know if the group's been identified, but certainly it was- well, you can't blame uh, not, Trudeau for not showing up. Clearly, his uh, thesis uh, and his intelligence uh, told him not to go. There must be a real threat. Uh, that's really scary. That's not uh, really Canadian. Um, you know, no. You've got, uh, I think, back to, Sh- you know, tr- you know, uh, you know, I like, you know, I like salt on my on my steak. Um, or I like pepper on my steak. I like pepper on my steak, salt. I like pepper on my steak, you know, and he deal and he got that guy with the neck and, but, uh, you know, and there were a lot of threats at that point. Uh, that was during all the, uh, the the protests regarding the environment, I think, and all that stuff going on there, whatever years that was, yeah. the late 90s. Um, so I, that's worrying. I mean, that's not cool. And if we ever get a that stage as a country. God. Yeah, there was a report that was released. I actually interviewed one of the primaries of the port report, uh, primary authors who, um, uh, his name was Vincent Rigby. Uh, who used to be an intelligence advisor to the prime minister's office. Uh, he's now stepped away from, from politics. But he, along with other CSIS directors and academics and what have you, did a, a report that was just recently published. You can find it if you do a quick Google search. If you're listening right now, it's a fascinating report to read. It's about the backslide of democracy in the United States and how Canada needs to start to you know, be forward thinking on some of the things that we are not immune to here. And no, we should not be afraid and alarm bells and all that about what's going on in the U.S. in terms of Canada versus the United States in that regard. But we also Mm -hmm. can't be complacent in the idea that everything that's happening down there is just happening down there. They're our closest ally. They're often our protector. But they're also suffering from a great divisive, almost civil war style. Um, And if, if if the presidency after Joe Biden in 2024, if it if it um, swings back to a more right wing, even if it's not Trump, but it is somebody like that right mm-hmm. wing, like there could be some significant um, problems in the United States that we need to prepare for. And that's what this report well, is about. I, I, it's I like I don't think Americans want Canada to be a sanctuary either. Like like in Handmaid's Tale, if you've watched it or read it. Canada is a safety zone for a lot of these Americans who are being persecuted. Uh, it's, it's, you know, there is a, a goal potentially of these people to disrupt things up here to ensure that we are not uh, placed for people to escape to, uh, being so conveniently located. So that's worrying because we know that they, they are infiltrating through funding uh, to disrupt our culture, through our yeah. media, through, you know, our social media. Uh, they are... And whoever these people are behind all this, I don't know, but uh, this is definitely a concern and and we have to be careful. But yeah, what do you do when you're a politician and, and you're threatened? It's it's not easy. People, you know, it's in my experience and haven't done, you know, been in politics and have had threats against me and all of us at some couple few points when I was there. Um, you kind of have to decide. It's an individual decision. And I generally was less risk. I was more risk willing, I guess, than some of the council. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was not in politics, but I am in media and am currently continuing to bring charges, criminal harassment charges against an individual who uh, decided to abuse me, scare me, whatever you want to say, discredit me or and go way, way, way too far. 
Um, and that's why he is officially charged by the crown with five counts of criminal harassment. We're, we're mm-hmm. continuing down that, that path. So I can only imagine, cause who the hell am I? I don't even, I don't even have a job in the meat. This is my job in the media. <laughs> this is you and I, this is, this is it how came, dangerous I am. Up, I talk about local and municipal Sponsorship politics. Is available. You know, yeah, join right. the communication.com if you'd like to provide us with some funding. Unspunpodcast.com, man. We got room to advertise <laughs> for you. Unspun. Oh, at George. Underscore. Affleck. At George underscore Affleck on Twitter. At Jody Vance on Twitter. Follow yes. along. Lots, lots of cool news to come as well uh, on those platforms. Let's talk about uh, municipal because we are counting down to your birthday, George. Uh, October 15, 2022 is George's birthday. It's really the biggest and it's also- birthday I've ever had. Ever election day, municipal election day. Um, yeah, is it my is it my imagination, or did the current mayor of Vancouver, Kennedy Stewart, just reannounce again another time? Shocking, shocking first for a politician to reannounce something that was already announced twice, I believe, before. Uh, At least the the, the partnership at the at the site that's overseen by the Squamish Nation. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, to be honest. Uh, but it's that land that's right beside the, uh, off the Brar Bridge. Uh, Used to be the Molson Brewery space brewery there. there. That's going to be the built up. Bridge, yeah. All that area. Yeah. yeah. So it's huge yeah. development. We heard all about it. Lots of beautiful pictures. It's many, uh, A couple of years ago, I think now. Um, so yeah, he reannounced More than a couple. and had some very fancy graphics. I, I saw one shot. I was, uh, shout out to, tra- to is it Traffic Trish? You know, if you, I don't know if you Trish follow Jewison. Traffic, Trish Jewison on, on Twitter, but you should because her photos, she does the traffic Amazing. very global. And she does photos while she's up there, and they're amazing photos. I always like, can I use this one for this one on my Facebook page? Yeah. Um, but so it, it goes way up in this this shot. It's a drone shot. I don't know what it was, and it was their backdrop. But oh, they're flying through the sky. How lovely. I mean, it's a major project. It's really important. It's important for the Squamish Nation. It's a, it's, it's, you know, when I was in council, there's a whole complicated world underneath the ground on that site related to water and sewer and, and the relationship between the city and negotiating all that. That's huge. And we, when I was there, we did negotiate a short uh, period of time for what to do in that while we were waiting for this project to be announced. Um, so it's, you know, they, they have to pay for access to our systems um, and that's like, not cheap. Um, right. So, it, but this, yeah, this is- But they get to do whatever a, they want on, no on that land though. Yeah. This is, this yeah, is yeah. the thing that I think is very important yes. where other developers would not get approved what has been approved because this is Squamish nation territory. They are hundred percent. But they do have to tie into city works and utilities, yes. obviously. You can't just but they don't have to have water and sewer attached to it. So you have but to be careful perm- what you can do. Permitting process, like how many parking spots do you need for every unit and da da da. That that's not, not necessary. Not necessary here, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about permitting because this is the story that I didn't get to last week. Oh a girlfriend we, we, of mine. We were trying to remember what it was before we, okay, yes, yes, go. Yes, so my friend, Sally Pateman, my friend, Sally Pateman, who owned De Niro's restaurant in Yale town. And then Robert De Niro famously said, you can't use my name. It's trademark, trademarked, whatever. And Sally's like, okay, well, successful, great, great spot down in Yale town mm-hmm. and had to go through the court system, whatever cost her a ton, uh, exhausting. We graduated together from high school. I love Sally. And then mm-hmm. she named it section three, because that's the section of the code that she was yes. sued to change the name. She's like, crying mm-hmm. section three. It is. Anyways, that, you know, it was very successful in 20 years or so. I mean, we, my office used yeah. to be across the street from it. So we went there a lot. Fantastic. And it was very fantastic. successful. 
So she sold that space and then mm-hmm. went to uh, Chinatown and was really ethically wanting to add and 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 procure what the history of yeah. the building was. And I, she opened I'm a restaurant called. I'm not liking how this is going. I, 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 I get, I'm getting a feeling. I'm getting yeah, a feeling. Sai Wu, Sai Wu is the restaurant, and yes. they delayed her literally to the death of her business with permitting and business license and, and, and liquor license and everything. And it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen. And somebody, somebody would come in and file officer would look at whatever permitting, whatever. And they'd be like, yeah, no, it's not quite. We're going to need those drawings again. And she's like, you mean the drawings I gave to you? Like the original drawings that you actually have that I can't get again because you, and she's like, if I, if you don't approve this now, I lose my business. Like that's how far, how bad it got for her. So she's now sold. She, she actually lost that restaurant in COVID on top of everything else. And another restaurant to a friend of hers, um, who you'll probably be hearing more about because nobody was picking it up on the new, regular news because news is so crazy right now, but it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. They're trying to open their fourth location. They've got the space. They're paying the rent, their lease, whatever. And mm-hmm. the, and the delay after delay after delay, they they applied for their business license, everything in order. They already have other businesses, but they aren't in enough, I guess, with the people to get the license. Just be yeah, here. What do you mean you, in you enough? Know what you're doing well. How do like other staff, businesses? Uh, yeah. I don't think staff. I mean, there's there's something else at play here that somehow some way the, the bigger. The bigger no, box it's, places it's, and spaces. Let me just finish my story because yeah, this is how she feels. This is how she feels because they said to her, "Everything's here. Yeah, all all of this is done. It's going to take eight to twelve weeks for us to process that." She's like, "Okay, but I can't get my liquor license until this is done." And mm-hmm. then she goes over to the liquor board where she already has other licences, and they're like eight to twelve months yeah. where she has oh, to continue God. paying her rent and all of the insurance and everything. Chick. We can't open. Where where we was can't. the location for the, uh, for the Kitsilano, first in Cyprus? Um, yeah, the city's uh, brutal on liquor licenses, as you may know. Um, we don't like giving them out. We don't like even giving them the rubber stamp or any stamp for that matter. You know, I think there are many things going on here. From my experience at City Hall, and I tell me things. You know, well, one is you go to you know you you, you have multiple people you'd have to talk to. And they don't necessarily always talk to each other. And you go to one person, they'll give you their view. And you go to another person, they'll give you a different view. Very consistent. I've shared this thing many, many times on Twitter. This, it was from 2018. It was Gilly this Kelly. This thing that this looked like this? Overlay, yeah, all these like a blurry screen. Yeah. Conflict and they haven't even dug into that yet. Um, I do know that City Hall, that the new city manager I have heard, has is, is prioritized speed in all of Good. what they do. Uh, and has all the management team uh, committing to this process of how can we speed up everything? That should be our priority. I'm not talking about price and all these. Can they run for mayor? Speed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think I think it's it's just, and then the whole liquor licensing. Vancouver is like a little old lady when it comes to liquor licenses. You know, as far as we hate, they hate. They're very very old fashioned in the city. Park board again, like oh my gosh, they they they're allowing drinking in David Lamb Park now, and I'm like David Lamb Park. There's a school there and a playground and tennis courts. Why are you not? Why is it not George Waymer Park right right next door where there's no school and and, and it's a nicer park? How about the beach. Well, and it's just like why are this? Is this even a conversation? You and I have talked about this, but like since COVID started and even before that, because I tried to push forward on that stuff way back. Um, this this sort of nanny state on on alcohol and it goes to liquor license as well. I mean, the city 
There, there's, and there's this catch too, of course, the province and the federal and the city government, they, you know, they one has to get the other to get the other. It's like, ah, you know, and that's why a lot of people pay big money for a li- existing license. So they just have to go in there and, and get it. So that's why we don't have live music venues. That's why we don't have more lives. You can't get a liquor getting license. a live music venue yep. liquor license. There's a moratorium next, downtown. There's a more you, you can't get a patio officially unless they've changed it. Uh, they did a brief that with a with a COVID, they allowed patios. But for the last several years, patios were forbidden in downtown. There was a moratorium on patios, moratorium on patios anywhere oh, downtown. Yeah. And on a more this is prior outside. to on city outside. and a moratorium outside. on liquor licenses downtown. The moratorium. I don't know if they've lifted the officially lifted it, but they certainly with COVID they allowed the patio stuff and the drinking stuff. And guess what? That didn't happen. The world didn't fall apart. Ugh. Anyway, I love your. I, I feel sorry for it because it's you know you, you if you run a business, people don't understand that you have to sit there. You rent a space. You have to you have to pay that rent while you're doing. You might get some everything give from the landlord on renovations. They might you know bear, spread that over Maybe. ten years or whatever, but you still have to pay that monthly amount with no money coming in. It's a huge investment. Restaurant. I don't Millions. know why anybody would go into the restaurant business. It's so risky, so scary. Your profit margins are if lucky three to five percent. Um, if you're lucky. You know, it's, it's and I want to go back to the patio industry. idea because yes. you've said from the beginning, like the plan, what that should happen in the places that have now become war zones because there's no eyeballs on the street is that Granville Entertainment District, if that was set up like a piazza, like a plaza in Europe, like if there yes. were both sides of the road, like make it one lane for, for transit or move transit one block over and make it pedestrian or whatever it is, but have patios all the way the down. Stages. And live stages. And stages and people and, then, and eyeballs. And, and also allow height on the sides. Right now, there's a, I think it's three story or, you know, max on on new buildings and any older buildings. I don't understand. Grandfather. So you, you're, you have no density down there, um, which is fine because I don't want people living on Granville Street. I, but we could put offices, art studios, uh, whatever above uh, Granville Street to get people sort of more eyeballs and more people Coming there. Coming in and out of but there. If yeah. the street had patios, if it had live music, if it had, uh, you know, nicer sidewalks instead of the stupid sidewalks with stupid seats and the stupid bike racks all getting in the way and trees that are dying, it's a mess. It's like, it's like a joke. In it fact, is. there was that headline. It's a mess down here. When I had a headline before I left politics in the, in the province, it's like the big front page. And I was down there and, and there was these people who saw me and they were yelling at me. There were some people who said, all right. And others were like, you suck. So, you know, it's a, it's a contentious you issue. Don't suck. But, you know. Yeah, well, you don't suck, but you yeah. know what does suck? For in my opinion, the graffiti. I get it. There's there's a, there's a place and a space for murals and true art, and when when art means something. But this tagging everywhere, it is it is an it's an epidemic in in this town right now. It and it's growing by the day. Like Chinatown, I'm I'm my heart is broken. I love it's Chinatown. It's terrible. I love it. it and it's everywhere just, though. My alley, where I live. There's totally. Oh, all of it. Everywhere. Over. Kitsilano. It's going, yeah. it's one, I guess it has to hit Shaughnessy Dunbar. It has no, to hit up there before anybody. I'm sure it's it. happening on fences there. It's, you have to be tenacious. I'm, getting rid I'm of being it. Just, I know, but you have to be tenacious being, about getting rid yes. of it. And somebody has to take the charge of that. Right now it's residents. I saw Mike Classen, uh, you know, if you know Mike, he used to have a I know, do. caucus.com and, and fairly, you know, does a lot of punditry as well. Yep. He was out Wrote there, with, the he courier. does this every year, goes yep. out and does a neighborhood uh, you know, cleanup. Um, that's fine, but it's not something that really should be the responsibility of people and, you know, to have to go out there and do what should be the building we owner's jobs and, and the team. city's jobs. 
We should have a city street team that graffiti is the only thing they take care of all day. It's like a pothole team. It's like the team that shores <laughs> up the John flooded Cooper, areas. Right? John Cooper and the NPA team will solve it all because they announced their slate this week. And they're, they're oh, focused yeah? on crime and the basics. That's their big thing. It was an interesting. I didn't go, um, uh, but uh, where was that? It was it was on the it was on the long weekend, right? Right. Yeah, it was right, just, right. just it was on Monday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night. Uh, so they announced just late. They're running six for council. I, you and I have talked about this. I I've I've a sense, you know, that okay, they're running six people. A, ABC, which is Ken Sims, running six. Team's going to run six. Uh, Mark Marison's party, whatever for Progress Vancouver, is probably going to run six. Those are all the center right, center center right parties. They're all going to run six people. It's going to, you know, and then you split the vote in t- one thousand yeah. different ways, and then Kennedy Stewart stays in one three in place. One three, run you'll three. win. What about what about when you said um, Ken Sim? Have we heard about the Broadway plan from him yet? No, he's getting it. Well, he also did some tweet this week about housing and how he's going to solve housing uh, for young people in Vancouver and they make it affordable. And and that was it. He just tweeted that. And so I tweeted saying, please. And I think I've had, I don't know, 200 people responding to this now. It's one of my more popular tweets. I, I retweeted his tweet, which was him tweeting. I said, seriously, like, you know, anybody run for mayor, please don't make promises, i.e. solving homelessness or, you know, stopping climate change. You can't do that as a city. You can have a little bit to do with it, but let's get real here. You're not going to solve uh, affordability as a mayor of Vancouver. You're not. You're not. No. Ken Sim. You're not. Anybody Anybody that promises that is like Gregor Robertson promising he's going to solve homelessness. It is absolutely a scam for the voter, and please don't fall for it. Demand the facts. Say, how are you going to do that? Tell me how you're going to do that. Uh, it brings us right back to our top story. That a mayor can do. Right. The it brings us back to it. our top story. It's all fine and dandy if you're going to tell us you're going to build a museum, but then you tell us the price of it without telling us why that price? How are you going to, you know, yet we all want to solve the affordability crisis, particularly mm-hmm. for our young people who are struggling to find the work that has the the pay that's equitable to the cost of living. Like we all want that, but you can't make a promise without actually saying how you plan to get there. Because if you have the answer to that equation, tell us now. I don't Be even a understand what, what what their timing is. I don't understand anything about that thing. I understand why right now there are all these politicians in cities making promises about things they can't do. But why? The, right. Why would they make? Why would this? Why? Why is this in Victoria? It makes no sense. There's no, no common sense to that at all. But you get get used to civic politicians right now making promises that you Cookies. say without the book that they cannot keep, and call them out on it. And make sure when you go to that voting booth, you think about all these candidates. As you've said many times, do your research because this election, certainly in Vancouver and I think Surrey as well, you got to make some tough decisions about who you're going to have in that council and, and who's going to be the mayor because uh, it is such, such a, going to be such a chaotic election in those two cities. Um, the people in those communities are really going to have to do their work if they want to, if they care about their, if they care about the communities. And I, I'm really worried about Vancouver. I, I I am I'm not very hopeful about this next election for us. Uh, and, and I'm really worried, George. Job. And we're going to say this, I think, every week until the election on October 15th, because you have to vote. Everybody has to vote. Get out and vote. If you don't vote, you can't complain, period. Uh, don't vote for the familiar name. Know who you're voting for and don't vote for anybody else. You do not mm-hmm. have to fill out the entire ballot. You just need to put the people down that you've done the research on because there are familiar names I'm not going to get into specifics here, but there are familiar names that maybe were on 
If you can find know, 10 great people, vote for 10 great people in Vancouver. Who's going to run yeah. for council now, hoping that somebody's going to recognize their name and go, oh, I remember that guy. I don't know who he is, though, but I'll, I'll vote for him. Don't I do that. Tell you, I'll tell you who he was. <laughs> go ahead. No. It's like, exactly. Uh, we'll tell you next week. Against him needs to focus on that. You know, I think okay, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you well, right now, if John John Cooper wants to be the mayor of Vancouver, he's got st- he's got to stop worrying about Kennedy Stewart. He's got to start worrying about Ken Sim uh, and Colleen Hardwick. That's the campaign that he should be running if I was his advisor, uh, not Kennedy Stewart. That's not the problem. Nobody voting for Kennedy Stewart is going to vote for John Cooper, uh, but everybody voting potentially Ken Sim will vote for not vote for John. So you got to make you got to focus your energy, John Cooper, and and and, and that goes for Ken Sim. Same advice. Yeah, Henry Stewart has nothing to do with your election campaign. This is going to be a campaign on the right side for mayor. Uh, and then Ken, Kennedy Stewart will just kind of sit back and, and watch the show and hopefully they'll all separate the vote. But if you're a do your work, choose the best candidate, vote for that candidate, listen to what they're saying, call them to task when they say stuff that's BS and uh, and make a good decision. And that's where I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be a tough election. It's going to be a tough election, but between now and October 15th, which is Municipal Election Day, where you are going to vote, all of you are, and, and it is George's birthday, we're, but between now and then, we're going to talk about specifically the people and what they are campaigning on so you can make an informed decision. So like and subscribe at unspunpodcast.com. Make sure you sign up to get our podcast whenever we post them because we're going to endeavor to continue we're on episode 173 and we're pressing forward george yay <laughs> bye-bye get out of here get out of here get, get out of here, here. yeah <laughs>